Okay. Hello, guys, and welcome to the latest MSC Performance Podcast. Uh, today, I am absolutely delighted to be joined by three absolutely stand-up gentlemen. Mr. Max Hartman, who is the head of the Sports Injury Clinic at MSC Performance. Mr. Josh James, who is one of the original gangsters of MSC, been with me since day one, one of our head coaches. And Mr. Ben Franks, who has been with us for the last year or two and doing unbelievable things. And you'll recognise Ben from our recent podcast as well. Uh, how are we doing, gents? Very well. Pretty good. Very well. All good. Good, fantastic. So for uh, for this podcast, guys, this is like part two of Get to Know the Coaches. So if you saw our podcast last week with uh, myself, Luke and Sonia, a um, little bit more laid back, a little bit more sort of get to know the team. Uh, obviously, we've done quite a few uh, podcasts lately that have been a little bit serious and sort of very uh, sort of training, training focused. So as I said, this is very much a... Uh, kind of a bit more of a fun, relaxed uh, podcast just to get to know the guys. So uh, we've obviously done Sonia and Luke and now on to, uh, on, on to the boys. So um, without further ado, I think I'll, uh, I'll crack on. We'll get into it. So I've got a list of questions, 15 questions, and we're going uh, to get stuck in. So the first question is, how long have you been in the industry for? So Max, do you want to start us off? Uh, it's going to feel really old. Uh, eight years in various different roles. Um, like for, first, first sort of half of that was more very much like the clinical stuff and the injury based stuff. And then over the last sort of three, four years, it's been more going towards the S and C stuff and working in working at MSC. Awesome. I'm not going to give that much order, guys. You can you All can right. jump in and yeah. pick um, it up. So I got uh. PT qual three years ago, and then I'm just in uh, last year at uni studying strength and condition at the moment. So about three years altogether. Fantastic, Jackie. Cool. Uh, ten years for me. So ten years. Yeah, and long got years. My, got my CrossFit level one, 2010. Fantastic. Uh, started, uh, yeah, got in a game through uh, CrossFit, um, and then kind of evolved from there, really. I'll tell you what, Josh, you can, yeah, sorry, mate, sorry to interrupt. You can lead on from that. The next question is going to be what made you get into S&C, actually, so you can look, sort of lead us into that question. It was a man crush on uh, Rich Froning at the time. So <laughs> when, I, when I came to uh, Birmingham, I was looking for a CrossFit gym and uh, there wasn't one around. It was Birmingham Functional Fitness at the time. So yeah. I was a member down there, um, did my level one, started coaching from there, really. Uh, and I, I loved it. I was, I was addicted to it. And so... Yeah, from there, kind of evolved into the more weightlifting side of things. Um, as I was doing sports therapy at uni, and then my mate Ben Newton pushed me into coaching. So, you know, one one on one coaching, and it's just evolved into small group coaching Fantastic. now. What do you uh, What do you think sort of transferred you over from uh, CrossFit to sort of more, shall we say, traditional? S&C methods obviously there was the weightlifting aspect as well which was maybe a, a bit of a bridge between the two yeah um I mean it's the good thing about CrossFit is a lot of exposure to, to different things yeah like you know if a good CrossFit program will have that sh- you know should be periodized it should have like a nice kind of strength block in there different times of the year 
working on skills, just like gymnastic skills and, and Olympic weightlifting, running, rowing. Like that's what a good CrossFit program should should entail. So sure. yeah, from there, I guess I just found what I liked to coach and what I was good at. And at the time it was Olympic weightlifting. So yeah, I did my, my British level one and two. Um, and at that point I met yourself, Mark, and then, yeah, started working at MSC. Well, it's five, over five years ago now. Yeah. Mate, I can't <laughs> believe it's been, yeah, it'll be six years, mate. Yeah. In, uh, Crazy. Yeah, six years. In the summer. <laughs> six years. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. Fantastic. What, what about uh, you, Ben? What sort of made you get into SNC? Obviously, you've got your, um, your military background, always been yes. very active. Well, I used, I used to be fat. Um, and then used to be, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> come on, Mark. Uh, yeah, so I used to be, used to be fat, and then I found, found, found the love of, um, you know, just going out there, running, doing whatever, lost a bit of weight, uh, joined the army, loved it. Um, and then, like I say, got my PT qual, uh, whilst I was in, and then I thought I need to go to uni to get learn a bit more about it. So I got, got a bit more like credentials to my name. Um, but I just love the idea of people pushing themselves and changing the changing the mindset from I can't do something to I can do something. Um and then if you look you know obviously go to uni to learn the fundamentals and principles behind that you need you need that baseline knowledge so people take you seriously. Um so yeah. Yeah. Absolutely like I think the, the education side of things gives you the give, gives you the foundations, gives you the underpinning uh knowledge and scientific yeah you know, knowledge, especially of like, you know, anatomy, physiology, biomechanics, yeah. which is, you know, which is really essential. And then it's about, you know, getting in the trenches, so to speak, and, and getting in there and building up practical experience with, yeah. with coaching, which is obviously what you've... Uh, I was really, I was really lucky, really lucky to obviously, well, I, I found you because of just wanted the, the gym to train at and then obviously having the opportunity to get some part-time work as well was just thought landed on my feet. Really good. I like how your hairstyles never change from the army, mate. I know. <laughs> High and tight, that is. <laughs> well, I got. She gave me a trim. It's an honest, honest lid. She gave me a, a fade of the day, and then it just didn't really look right. So I thought, let's just start from scratch. It wasn't a JQ barber, mate. It's, it's getting there, but no. no more manageable. Fair now. play. What about what about you, Max, with uh, the SNC? So what, what are you doing? I'm just going to go back to Ben. I still remember when he first came to the gym. Obviously, you remember first, right? Yeah. Ben, before yeah. we kind of came to remember his staff. I remember when you turned up, and it was like the first couple of days. I was just kind of like, I think I said to Josh, I said to Luke, I was like, there's this really weird guy outside. We're doing Metcalf for like three hours. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then, like, you just kept coming back. And then Mark was just like, oh, we've got, we've got to do member of staff. And then you just haven't stopped. So the 24 hour work. 24 hour sold bike. Yeah. Person, when you turned up, was like, that guy's been right. for like two hours. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So good. So good. Um, but yeah, getting into SNC, my, my background is very much like, like Josh. I did sports therapy at uni, did sports rehab. Um, and like by, by definition, then a lot of time you're working alongside physios and you're working alongside very kind of clinical minded people. Um, but it just always kept coming back to the idea that like whenever you had someone who was either long-term injured or was was getting injuries, like a lot of time we'll agree, like a lot of time when you a lot of physios won't necessarily have massive skills in like exercise prescription from a, a return to sport perspective, and like a lot of physios won't have a massive knowledge of like proper training strategies. So 
I was trying to work with athletes and get them fit, but my undergrad didn't give me the knowledge to do so. And good, yeah. good rehab always just kept coming back to good S and C. So it was a question of, well, you might as well go and actually learn the S and C stuff and then start delivering that and, and really helping people out, which is kind of where, where I'm at now. I think like when, when, when you joined up Max, when you came down, like that was probably the primary uh, thing that was in, in my head with, with the game, with the industry was the, the lack of synergy between S and C and rehab mm. slash physiotherapy, sports therapy, mm. um, both in like a multidisciplinary team, like within, within, you know, professional sports teams, but also within, you know, our sort of, you know, our sort of setup and, and facility is like, you know, I think in the last five years, we've got away from that, right. I've got an injury. Uh, I'm going to go and see a physio who's going to stick a thumb in me. He's um, gonna he's gonna do a little he's gonna do a little bit of work on the on the couch, and then we're gonna like essentially stick a plaster over that pain, and it's like right off you go, and then guess what happens with no latter stage rehab and transfer slash synergy into S and C, then these guys get you know get re injured or they don't go on and improve or they don't get back to where where they were and i think that's like that was kind of in my head and then you came on board at the perfect time really um where obviously i had your, you know sports therapy background but a real good working understanding you know more than that of of s and c and then obviously you've you know you've continued to, to to develop that and i think like that was the perhaps the missing link that we had at msc at the time um and also like for me, the missing link in the in the industry for for many a year, and it's getting better now. You're seeing a lot of S and C guys who have got the sports therapy and sports sort of re, rehab background. So, so yeah, it's, it's interesting, and the time the timing was like the stars were aligned, mate. So making me blush, man. I know. Yeah, that's 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 enough credit now. Um, so uh, fantastic. So. What um, so the last question I uh, I asked the guys question three was what made you get into powerlifting and weightlifting? So I'll obviously change this a little bit for uh, for you guys. Um, so uh, Ben, what got you into? You know, obviously people within MSC will know you very much for your your endurance work and your ultra endurance events. You've raised uh, thousands and thousands of pounds for charity since you've been at MSC with these pretty crazy ultra endurance events what what sort of made you made you get into that and um, i'll follow on with the next question as well which is who's like your inspiration for that who, who's your, who's your um, i think i think of, in right. terms of like just doing like just difficult stuff is just i just i know how good it feels after to complete it so to be able to like <clears throat> set up these events for people to do and then um hopefully complete it's just, I just know how good people are going to feel after it. So that's the sort of basis around it. And then obviously raising a bit of money is also a bonus as well. Yeah. Uh, in terms of inspiration, it's, oh, well, it's got to be the big man, isn't it? Big Goggins. Oh, big Goggins. Big Goggins. Jocko. I was thinking Jocko, man. Jocko as well. But yeah, Goggins as well. Um, in, in terms of in terms of like specifically the ultra endurance stuff. Yeah, like, just, Goggins, yeah. In terms of yeah. like tough, tough challenges and stuff. Like obviously we did that 48, 48 miles last year. Uh, a few of us from the gym. That was inspired by one of his events. Um, yeah. 
like because obviously his story as well is really interesting about how he used to be fat and then he just just flicked that switch in his head and thought well what if i can do this and then did it so fantastic mate Jackie, with um, with you know, with the weightlifting side of things, yeah. Obviously, we spoke a little bit about like CrossFit getting in you, getting you into that. Have you have you got a favorite favorite weightlifter at all? Anyone that you sort of really follow and, and admire, or in fact, anyone from you know a, an S and C perspective, really, perhaps another yeah. another coach or. Okay. Yeah. Like? So, in terms of uh, oh, my favorite weightlifter, mm. back in the day, it used to be like big clock off. Yeah, about he three or always four years ago, just those videos, like yeah, yeah, or like John, the John North videos from <laughs> John uh, North. Our strength and stuff. They used to be quite good. Um, yeah. I think they used to get you know people in like interested into the sport. Mate, so it can be pretty fun. like you know pretty under the radar and pretty boring. Um, so yeah, it's good to have some like kind of bigger kind of personalities out there. I guess trying to trying to push it a little bit. Um, yeah, so I reckon those two. I mean, like Lou. Lou's always good. Lou Zhao Zheng, he's like technically good to watch. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's probably about it, I think. Yeah, those those guys are always always decent to watch. Probably a few more out there, but um, I can't really think of their names right now. Yeah, no, I mean, Clock Off was like just insane, wasn't it? Like just put weightlifting on the map a little bit, I think. Mm. Like yeah. especially, you know, bringing it, bringing it into CrossFit as like, look, this is a real... Um, you know, obviously weightlifting was used in, in CrossFit, but like having a actual weightlifting figure like that go into yeah. that CrossFit market was, you know, great bit of business from him. But also I think made yeah. a lot of CrossFitters realize, shit, this is like a real sport within itself and very technical. And, you know, he kind of made that fun as well with his personality and stuff. Like he's he, he's gone off the radar a bit. I haven't seen much of his... Uh, yeah, Sonny Webster's doing money, thing now, haven't you? Sonny Webster's there trying to fill that same kind of... Sure that same kind of gap in the market trying to really bring weightlifting to the masses, so to speak, with his, yeah. his influence the status. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What about um, you, Max? I'll, I'll change the question slightly, but like, what about, you know, is there any, who, who's your favorite athlete perhaps? And then who's your favorite uh, coach slash coach that you get inspiration from? There's there, there's a long list. What 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 was the question before the inspiration app? I know you said to Ben there was two parter. Uh, so basically, it was like what what <laughs> the original question last week was. Uh, what made you get into powerlifting slash weightlifting for Sonia and Luke? And then who's the next question was who was your favourite powerlifter slash weightlifter? And then I didn't change the questions for today. Obviously, uh, making that I'll, one up on the spot. <laughs> I'll come at it. I'll come at it more from the first part because again, I, I don't think I, I, I don't, I don't follow weightlifting or powerlifting in enough detail. But as far as like the reason for getting into training, I suppose, which, which should apply more to myself, and um, I'm, I'm sure, like I'm sure Jackie can appreciate it as well. Being being an, an ex rugby man himself, I think it's just I, I grew up playing loads of rugby at school, playing club rugby, county rugby, and, and you end up like between gym and training and playing and whatnot, you're just used to a lot of like physical competition week in, week out. You're used to having like a really structured training routine. Um, yeah. and, and I think one thing that you really take from that, one thing that is really ingrained in you habitually is like this kind of 
almost like a need and a want for like physical competition for like actually having to work hard physically, not necessarily on a, a daily basis, but um, for me, obviously like weight training, doing conditioning, staying fit is kind of, is a good outlet that, that I don't necessarily get from rugby anymore. Um, yeah. Obviously out, outside of lockdown, that's been carried on with like the, the initially it was jujitsu and then now Thai boxing, but when we can get back to that, I don't know, but yeah, it's just it's it's, it's for me it's, it's the outlet of some physical competition, basically. Um, within that, there's there's some boxers and and Thai boxers and whatnot that's along this, but I don't, don't know if anyone would have heard of them. So fair play, <laughs> fair play. So if you, Max, if you were like if you could compete in any sport, and let's say let's say if you could be professional and compete in any sport, what would it be and why? In terms of actually the enjoyment of the sport, you've got to say something like Thai boxing would be the ultimate. But like for for the lifestyle, surely it's got to be golf. Like get, there's got to be a shelf life on how long you can get punched and kicked in the head for, and, and still enjoy it, and and not just be a vegetable by the time you're 35. But um, but yeah, golf surely like travel, the weather, money, um, the, the clobber, the clothing. Mate, great stash. Great stash. Like to be able to wear a visor and oh. pull it off as, you know, sport slash business. A visor and one glove. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. What what a shout. What a shout golf is. That'd be awesome. What about you, Josh? Oh mate, it'd have to be something like darts. Because I was gonna, I was gonna <laughs> say darts. On the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting on the pitch with the boys throughout the week. No, throwing a few Trice, arrows. Tricep, tricep extensions. All, all. That's it. That's it. <laughs> and then you've got, um, you know, you've, you've got the darts championship where you've got a whole arena of 20,000 men <laughs> on the pitch just watching you. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's no better sporting Donald. spectacle, in my opinion. Modern day gladiators. <laughs> watch out. Watch, watch out for Jackie down the alley pally at uh, 2022. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, darts! Wow, is that going to be your answer? I was going to say darts, but if he took that, I'll go uh, maybe something like surfing. Could you call? Oh yeah, that's a great shout. I mean, got a good weather. Great shout. Good, uh, yeah, by the beach. Yeah, can do it, mate. Can't handle jellyfish. Yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah, not sure about not sure about the cash, but I guess at the top, I guess at the top level would be good cash. If you if you're riding like a fifty foot wave, I guess you don't wouldn't care about how much you're getting paid though. Yeah, you're in the moment. Of, just in the one, moment. With, one with nature. You're in the perfect balance between order and chaos there, aren't you? Oh, <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> surfing is good. On surfing the knife edge. That, you know, that's, that's how, to, you, uh, how to truly live in the moment. Isn't you're, it? In a, you're in a metaphor. You're literally living a metaphor. Yeah. It's great when you like, go down to Devon and you just see like hundreds of people parked up in vans, like the van life. And they oh, just, yeah. Yeah. They get a bit yeah, of water, yeah, yeah, get yeah, a yeah. bit of bracky. Coffee in the van, and they just you know, get on the yeah. get on yeah. the way. I've got a lot of family from Cornwall, so I grew up there quite a bit. Like growing up, and uh, we went. I've not been for a few years, and we went back. Like just, I think it was after lockdown one, just before lockdown two. We had a week down there, and uh, you know the world's in an absolute shit state, and there's this global pandemic. And Europe, you know, you do a bit of walking or whatever along the coast, and then like you look in the water, and you're seeing like. You know, just like look, just these guys, like, just you wouldn't even know that all this was going on. 
just like being in that moment, just getting the water surfing, yeah. like even rocking up to like the beach, you, you know, guys who finish work, you know, you know, get, get, get a wetsuit out of the van, chuck it on straight in the water. And it's like, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Isn't it? Did you just, do some just, surfing there, Mark? Yeah, I do a bit of surfing actually. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Nice. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't in that week. I didn't in that week, but sorry. Does it beat the Ali Pali on a Wednesday? <laughs> I don't know, mate. I don't know. I mean, that's a shout. You got two contrasting. Just uh, one with nature. Yeah, you've got. Um, you know, I suppose you're in that perfect balance and moment in both of those, aren't you? Between order and chaos, but uh, yeah, it's uh, a different kind of chaos. You got wave trying, you know, wave trying to kill you, or uh, the chaos of you know, 200 blokes, you know, drinking beer and throwing pints. It's a different, <laughs> different, different ball game, so to speak, but both equally as, uh, as fascinating. So, uh, <laughs> moving on. Um, what made you join MSC? Who wants to take this one first? Uh, well, I, well, when I moved to Birmingham, when was it? 2018, um, to, to study, um, I was just looking for a gym. And then just Googled uh, gyms and then you like the first one there, came down. Good to, good met, to know the search engine optimization yeah. is working. <laughs> met, met Mark and then, yeah, started training. And then obviously, like I say, led to some part-time work and eventually joining the Fantastic. team. Fantastic. Yeah. Me, it was your, uh, at the time, liaison officer, Greg Johnson, who uh, pointed me in your direction. And um, Yeah, it was, wasn't it? It was, yeah, yeah. Happy boy, yeah. I, I remember was, our- I remember our first meeting, actually. Yeah, I was a sports therapist for the Eds at the time, before I played for them, and um, obviously you were playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, right, yeah. Yeah. A couple of levels above or below below what your experience is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Tearing up mids free, yeah. That was good times. (laughs) Yeah, I remember, obviously, I knew you a little bit from that. And um, then, yeah, you're right, it was Jackie Boy who um, put put us in touch. Yeah. Uh, we, had a, we had a meeting in Nero, I think, didn't we? Yeah, that's right. That's right. I remember it like it was yesterday, mate. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was. Wow, that's awesome. Fantastic, mate. What about Max? Um, he was um, Max was nosing me for a job for ages. Oh, mate, I was in that for ages. It was another one. Another one of the OGs. Uh, back to Ben Newton again. I I knew his little brother from school. I think I got I got chatting to Ben Newton on he when he was still over at Second City. We went out a gym session on Christmas Day one morning. He opened it up for his brother and a couple of us as mates, and got talking to Ben in there. Christmas told me about told me about you guys, um, and then I think, like I said, I literally just came down and got a few day passes and started training. But because um, I've been working in kind of sport for a few years before, it was the one place I've been where I was like, this is about as as good a gym as you're going to get, as good a gym as you're going to find anywhere that kind of really resembles a facility you're going to get anywhere in, you know, at, at the top level and it has all the yeah. kind of space, all the kit you're going to need um, and, and the kind of people that would be interested in, in, in the, what I had to offer. So it was the best place to be, hands down. Awesome, man. Awesome. Um, so sticking with the MSC uh, thing, the next question is what are the best what are the three best things about MSC, in your opinion? What are the three best things about MSC? What comes in? What comes into your head? The community, or community, or members. Basically, like it's the same thing, isn't it? It's a community that members create. Yeah. Uh, the staff, the boys, and Sonia, of course. 
Um, <laughs> she's one of the boys, isn't she? Let's be honest. She's one of the boys. She's one of the boys. Um, yeah, the commu- community, the staff, and, and and then I suppose, and and then the gym itself, the space. Yeah, I was going to say the equipment. Yeah, yeah. It's um, you know, compared to like most commercial gyms, it's so much better, and like it's all you, it's like all you need to get the job done. That was a big thing for me at the start was getting somewhere in the, well, all, all those things you mentioned really. Um, I think like location was a, was a big one, you know, it took us about 18 months to find a good unit. Um, and, uh, but a big thing was to have it like city center, like in, if you read the if you read, read the business plan back now, you'd, it would say in between Brinley Place and Jewelry Quarter, and it's like we're bang, probably bang slap, bang, slap bang, slap bang, in the middle. Yeah, uh, equipment was another thing because you know a lot of people said it was it was crazy to set up a, a you know a gym in the city centre and try and compete with you know your Ballantines and your Virgins and stuff like that. But it was never you know it was never never about that. It was offering something completely different and you know, community and equipment, you know, come into that very much, um, you know, and having a bit of a bit, bit of a background, having worked in a commercial gym before, there's no real sense of community there. Like you were literally just a, just a number. Like if you didn't turn up, great, because you're not using up the kit, you're not, you know, whatever. It was moody, like, it, you know, it just wasn't that, wasn't that nice environment. Um, so that was a big thing is like creating a, almost that saying the sort of third space for people away from home away from work so it was like it was more than training it was you know getting guys together with common interests and common common goals and whatever that is you know as you know we have uh, you know we have advanced athletes and we have complete beginners and like ability levels never been an issue for us it's just about people who've got the same psych the same like will to to get better basically whether that's deadlifting 100 kilo for the first time or go into a major championships. Um, and um, the other thing was like equipment and actual gym. So took a lot of inspiration from almost US kind of college style gyms. We didn't quite have the same budget. Uh, so we haven't got like 30 racks and platforms and sets of blocks and, you know, whatever. Um, but it's very much theme, themed around that and just offering, you know, again, it's like people saying, well, there's already a Valentine's down the road. There's already this and that. It's like, well, yeah, but there's nowhere with, you know, a 30 meter like indoor track. There's nowhere with the amount of racks and bars and, you know, the specialist like bars and equipment we've got as well. So uh, that was a, that was a, that was a big thing. So decent. Uh, Yeah. So moving on to our next question. Uh, So if you could add one piece of kit to MSC, what would you add? Sauna. Sauna. Hundred percent. Is what? What sort of budget is it? Sky's the limit, or sky's the limit, mate. We've just won lottery. I'd, I'd go a, a big freestanding, uh, like big plate loading jammer press. Oh yeah, yeah. I like a jammer press. Good shout. What about an un- underwater treadmill? Have you ever used them? 
Um, I've not used it myself, but I've tested subjects on it. Yeah, back in yeah. uni. Yeah, yeah. We went to the uh, you know St George's Park. Yeah, we went there yeah, on, a, yeah. on a trip with uni. Had to go in the underwater treadmill. It's, it's mad. Great setup. Mad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Amazing. I think what we, we quite like is um, like a hip machine, hip thrust machine. Oh, like, like um, the side loaded ones. Yeah, you put like the belt yeah. on. Oh, They're no. nice. Yeah, yeah, I like those. I like those. Um, yeah, I can't remember what they're called, but like, yeah, I know, I know exactly what you mean. Put like the seatbelt on almost and uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Three good options there. I think the underwater treadmill might, that would be the most expensive, but uh, yeah, it's uh, like I said, money, you know, if, if money was an object. So yeah, cool. Some good answers there. Um, yeah, actually looking to get in a jammer press. So we'll, uh, we'll, keep, we'll keep, that, keep that in mind. And a sauna. Um, <laughs> well, we've already got a sauna with the infrared light, so that's all, all taken <laughs> off. Um, right, okay. So going in a bit more into, into lifting, nice simple question. What is your favorite lift? Incline, incline Swiss bar bench press. Lovely. You do love that. You do love that. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a left field shout, but I like it. Any reason? Hypertrophy. Something something you know all about. It's comfortable. Uh, it's a good range of motion. It's not too taxing. Incline football bar bench, sets of eight to twelve. Lovely. Not sevens. You, you don't well, you don't get a big by accident, Mark. That is that is like, well, not sevens or thirteens. I've actually got that in my latest program, mate. So um watch this watch your space. What about Jackie Boy? I do like <laughs> I like low bar squatting. I do like a low, low bar, bar squat. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It just it's just comfortable for me. You move well on a squat, Jackie. Cheers, mate. Thanks, mate. If it was a machine, it'd probably like reverse hyper. They're pretty they're pretty good. That's good, man. Mm. What about you, Ben? I'd What's go you? weighted chin ups. Strong. Great Just exercise. Sets, sets of five. Bit of weight on. Stick belt on. Yeah. Get up there. Get Just up there. Brilliant. Get up and down. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good exercises. Good choices, guys. Yeah. So the next question is probably the only negative sort of question that we've got, um, but it could be the longest answers. <laughs> what annoys you most in the industry? Yeah. It could be. We could, be, we could be we could be we could be here all day, but I think what what comes into your, into your head first? James Haskell has done a brilliant rant today um, on stop making excuses. So whenever whoever watches this, go back onto his Instagram and watch his Instagram TV um, video. It's about five minutes long, but just basically saying in the industry. People are getting like, you know, muddy. Like they're based, people make excuses too much and it's okay to make excuses. Everyone's too soft. Mm. People like, promoting on It's not okay to be overweight. It's not okay to, you know, all of these problems at the moment. Like it's people, you know, the industry trying to make it seem mm. okay, but it's not. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's the, um, 
oh, crikey, don't want to get too deep and almost political here, but like, yeah, it's very much the kind of, um, yeah, there's, there's probably a little bit of softness around now where we've gone from harsh cultures of yesteryear yeah. and we've probably gone too far in the other direction, perhaps. Yeah. People um, need to look at themselves basically and like take responsibility. They, 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 yeah. They have to take responsibility. Like no one cares. Yeah. Like except yourself. Like stop trying to get like validation from people. I think um, say it's okay to be overweight or you know whatever stage in your life you're in. Like you got to take responsibility. Basically, mm-hmm. I like that. I'd say people who are promoting like quick fixes, anything to like a quick, quick gimmicky fix, something like that. It's just like, well, it's just a business plan, isn't it? To make make as much money as quickly as possible and then fuck off. So, I love that. That's like I love I love your answer. Um, it's poisonous, isn't it? Like you've got to have no soul. Like these Z-list celebrities selling boom bods and four minutes this and yeah, yeah. you know one seven days that. Like you've got, like you've got to have no soul. There was one, there was one who got caught recently, didn't she? She was like, um, they gave her something which was like really poisonous. And so, cyanide. It was that. Was what's the name of cyanide? Yeah, cyanide, yeah. which is very poisonous. BBC <laughs> ran a story like they approached and said, "Can we say this like cyanide weight loss supplement?" She's like, "Well, I'll endorse it. You can pay me to do it, but I'm not having it." Like she just had no idea what it was, and she was like, "Oh my god, look how skinny I got!" So like, well, I'm taking cyanide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're gonna lose a bit of tin, aren't you? <laughs> um, I mean, it's like, yeah. Is is there any way? Like obviously with that, people love it because it's like, you know, or I, I think, you know, people do see the bullshit, but like some people, a lot of people don't. And it's like, it, it's, it's, um, it's almost like addictive and attractive of like, there's a, there's someone I recognize a D less uh, celebrity or Z list celebrity even um, selling something that will give me that quick fix. That's mm-hmm. easy. Jackie's talked about, um, taking responsibility and like stop making excuses but perhaps we live in that culture where it's like you know oh you know i'm not in the shape i want to be and this the whole world hates me and then i can't even think of the name Gemma collins or whatever like throws in a you know four minute boom bod thing and like that can be appealing can't it for vulnerable people i'd say they're also just playing to the lowest common denominator aren't they they're just thinking how can i pitch this product or idea so that the stupidest people will fall for it so i need to pitch it really low to try and get yeah. as many as many customers as possible and then run, run to the hills so the issue is like, filth mm. i was gonna say that that feeds into what i'd say is the worst one of the worst things, again, alongside what you guys have said is like for, for professionals then working in the industry, whether it's people selling crappy diet fixes and like slim teas that basically just give you diarrhea, um, like the actual barrier for entry for people to get in and be someone that is then working in the fitness industry is just so low. Like yeah. you, can, you can have absolutely zero qualifications at all. And anyone can call themselves a fitness coach. Anyone can call themselves a personal trainer strength and conditioning coach not a protected title still like sports therapist not a protected title you've got to basically be like a doctor or a physio to have a protected title and even then like they're probably too like as you've seen like they're terrible at actually 
instructing people how to train properly, how to look after themselves from a a fitness perspective. Like, fantastic, like, really high-qualified, very smart people in their own right. Um, But, again, most physios, most doctors, whether it's GPs or surgeons, they wouldn't know how to write a proper training program. They wouldn't know how to properly help someone lose lose weight um, or or get in better shape, rehab an injury, for the most part, if they're they're someone that's trying to get back to high-level sport. So, like, this barrier of entry is so low. Sorry, it's normally the person who shouts the loudest on social media yeah. is going to get the most products. And that's where you end up with the most, like you said, the most vulnerable people who need help the most, who don't know where yeah. to look, end up. The first thing they see is just the idiot, the influencer that's famous by default for being on Love Island or something, um, who's decided, you know what, I've got a big social media following, I'll monetize this by selling diarrhea tablets. And I'm sort of doing it, doing a hit workout on Instagram Live every now and again. Call myself a PT, um, yeah. and 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 that's what people end up following. Someone that uh, uh, a friend of a friend, I should say. I won't won't mention any names. Um, someone was having a conversation with my other half the other day with Claire, and they said, "Oh, I did a really really good hit workout online." And, and Claire, right, says, "Oh, who was doing it? Who was the coach?" And I was like, "I don't know. Like, she must be good. She's got loads of followers." Yeah, I was like. <laughs> So this this industry, into Mark, I was saying like this this industry is the devalued industry. There is because by the time you actually like get on the phone with somebody and they've seen your stuff and you tell them how much like your services cost, they're like, "What? I've got to pay for it sometimes." And it's like, "Yeah, like yeah, I know because it's free. People don't get anything for free when they've actually got to pay for stuff. They you know it's super devalued." It's because it's an absolute cesspool, isn't it? Of like just yeah, most of of the stuff that gets served up for free is just a big bag of shit anyway. But your um, your your answer there, Max, is word for word. Like when I was, you know, writing these questions up, and I thought for every question, I've sort of thought of an answer myself. And like word for word is the answer that you've just given there. Is like, um, yeah, so just exactly like that. That was the first thing that came into my head. Is like the lack of. uh, barrier for barrier to entry. Barrier for entry, yeah. Barrier for entry. Like you say, like you, you know, your mate down the road who's never done anything in his life could just quickly set up an Instagram, a PT, blah 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 blah. Online coach. That's online. Name, online. Yeah, exactly. Online coach now because people love like you know they want to make easy livings and stuff. And like yeah, that's the, that's the biggest thing. Like like you said, if you want to be. <clears throat> You know, if you want to be a lawyer, if you want to be a doctor, if you want to be uh, an engineer, if you want to be an electrician, um, there's certain things that you have to go through to get that certification. Mm. And yes, of course, you're still going to have bad lawyers and good lawyers and good doctors and bad doctors. But there's a rubbish lawyer. There's a certain minimum level. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Worst of the worst in our industry are indescribably terrible <laughs> yeah exactly because there's no because there's no minimum barrier like people will say oh yeah you have to have your level three pt but like you, you don't and people don't bother with that um and even that the standard qualification that you know is 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 often atrocious anyway but um it's um yeah it's it's it's, it's frightening to be honest and uh very very frustrating I was going to go into another point there, but I can't. I can't remember. It's gone. But um, that's a yeah. That's a that's a big thing. I'd love to like something I've thought about for ages is 
you know, setting up like SNC accreditation and delivering it with with us guys. But um, we'll, we'll see if it happens. But like, you know, setting some sort of standard this, um, this is just essential. To... It's just essential. Okay. Right, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I've got an example. Like, I reckon ninety. Like, I would say ninety percent of the people that I've coached since I've started coaching will know more than any PT or, or, or most PTs. The thing is, even yesterday, well, just because they've learned, just because they've learned from me, you know, and I'm not saying I'm a finished article, but like they've, they've learned stuff from me. They've ca- carried it into their training. They've developed and like 90% of my clients would be better than the average PT. Mm. I would swear by that. I'd swear by it. And that's frightening. That's horrifying, to be honest. Big Johnny Cash. How many, like, how many, um, how, how many coaches, like, what percentage of coaches would you, I always think, like, who would I, um, who would I trust? What PTs would I trust to train my mum or train my sister? Like, that's what I always think. Like, and at MSC, obviously, it would be a hundred percent, and in a you know in, in these type of facilities. But in the in the grand scheme of online and commercial, etc., yeah. etc., et how many would you trust to to coach and develop someone mean, close to you? Minimal, minimal. Would, would it be less than five percent? I'd say yes. it would be. It'd be it'd be one it'd be one percent, and that is atrocious and unacceptable. Mm. Next podcast, we're going to do a massive rant. Yeah. Yeah. I love ranting. Yeah. I'm getting older now and less patient about stuff, so I love ranting. <laughs> Can we do a ranting podcast? Just, just yeah. review, Mark. Just <laughs> the the title will be the dog shit state of the industry. <laughs> um, <laughs> on a, do it on a Friday night. A few beers. Yeah. <laughs> you tips. Putting the world, putting the world to rights. But. Tell me if I'm wrong. I'm not wrong, am I, with those, you know, 1%, I reckon, 1%. So there we go. Um, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. Um, (laughs) Brightening things up a little bit. Where do you see yourself in five years' time? Tough question. Tough question, but where would you like to be in five years' time? I think when I say, I don't, I don't think you'll mind me saying this, Mark, and I've said this before, but like I think in in this industry, you've got, and it probably leads on quite nicely from the last, so I think you're, you're a prime example of this. In this industry, there's a couple of ways you can go. Like nowadays, it's very much a question of like, you can build up a massive online following and have loads of followers. And, and as a result of that, sell online options, sell template programs and and make a name for, you, for yourself through social media, which I think based on what we've just spoke about in the last question, I wouldn't touch with a 10 foot barge pole. Like it's just not what I'm interested in, but I think the other option for, for scalability that everyone I think strives for is to have their own place, have their own facility and, and, and have their own gym. And you're, you're kind of obviously complete proof of that. Um, so five, five years time, MSC Mark two, MSC Solihull, MSC somewhere, MSC, MSC Worcester. MSC Antigua. MSC Barbados. Yeah. You, I mean, MSC, to, MSC oh, Texas. You, you boys run this place. I'll, uh, I'll see you later. I'll shoot <laughs> over there. Decent. <laughs> Decent. Work on the old tan. No, that's, that's, that's cool. Good, good, good answer there. Yeah, I'd follow on from Max. I'd say definitely 
either heading up uh, another facility, another MSC branch or something like that. Definitely. Yeah. Nice. It's, you know, the, the great thing about it is like, yeah, those, you know, obviously you guys, you guys know me well and like my own PT has definitely taken a back step um, because of time, um, you know, from running the, the business, but it is a great feeling and, and you guys are all obviously a part of this as well, but like having a facility okay, like I'm on paper the owner, but like we're all, we've all got ownership of it in my mind. And like to be able to help, you know, 150, 200, 250 people, whatever it is, like to help that amount of people is pretty cool. Mm. Like if you go and train, you know, and that's again because of the community and the way we coach um, and that integration with everything. Like if you, if you go and pay your rent somewhere and PT somewhere, in that perhaps you know i don't want to just bash commercial gyms all the time but like i will um so like <laughs> in that commercial environment and like you get your you get your you know i mean how many how many pt sessions a week you do i mean let's say 30 you know you're helping 30 people which is which is awesome but like only a gym like yeah it, it perhaps gives you that expansion to help more people which which online can as well if you do it right so maybe you, it'd be um I think this last year has made me realise like having more time freedom is quite nice. So, you know, I don't want to be in 10 years coaching at 6am until 8pm at night still. Um, just can't do it, basically. It's a young man's game, I think that. So, <clears throat> even going down the route of maybe just doing some sessions, more the online stuff's kind of appetising me at the moment, just because of the freedom. Doing, give doing it right. Yeah, but doing it doing it right and having a good quality product which helps people. Yeah, and then maybe offer the hybrid model where you know, if they want to come in, you know, I work two days a week, come in, get some coaching, and then do your on, online stuff. You know, I'd love that though. Like, I'd love like guys like yourself to to get into you know setting up that real online platform yeah. because we need we need more of the good guys, you know, yeah. to to flush out some of the shit. Yeah. Because online co- online coaching can be a wonderful thing, can't it? Mm. Um, yeah, exactly. But then, then, like, the person who's probably the prime example of that, and I think the person out of everyone at MSC that's that's that is the, the the biggest example is probably Luke. I know, I know, I brought him up in the last podcast we did as well. I did with Mark, but like, he's his model is almost because he's dealing with people who are a lot of the time experienced in training and and people who. Um, you know, need a kind of a good quality program. He's kind of nailed that model, hasn't he? Like he's he almost exclusively makes a living off doing his online stuff, but he he does it very very well. Like he checks in properly. He's obviously a master of what he does in terms of programming. Granted, ninety nine percent of the people he work with are all powerlifters and competitive lifters, but you know, if anyone if any of us could get even close to that level of consistency and quality with you know whether it's just general pop or people that are completely new to the gym, then that's you know you're really starting to help people and like I say, cut through the volume of the massive volume of endless shit that is, that is the online training cesspool. Mm. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Good. Uh, good answers again, guys. Um, we're going completely off piece now. Uh, what are your three favorite movies? <laughs> it's a, it's a curveball. It's a curveball. Gotta be Boogie Nights, Step Brothers and Tropic Thunder. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Crazy nice. out. 
Great shout. Stepbrother as well. That's up there, isn't it? That is up there. Can you have like a trilogy of movies counting as one? Yeah. Okay, Lord of the Rings trilogy. Strong. Ah. Reservoir Dogs. Great, great film. And I'm going to go Gladiator. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. This is tough. No expenses spared with, nah. with that. Nah. I, I, I think I'd, it's a toss-up between... I feel like you can't have Step Brothers and Dodgeball in the same top three. You're <laughs> <laughs> typecasting yourself there. If you just go Step Brothers, Dodgeball, knocked up, it's too much. Yeah. 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 Dodgeball's got to be up there. Yeah. Snatch... Snatch. Oh, wow. Great 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 Another two good films. So, Wolf of Wall Street's amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's up there, isn't it? Yeah. And like, the gentleman film. Yeah, the gentleman's class. That's so good. Yeah. The gentleman, yeah. yeah. Hugh, Hugh Grant, I did not know that he had that in his locker. I did not know that in his locker. Like, just unreal. They, they. Yeah. <laughs> now the stake. Tell you what, I re- rewatched recently. Uh, you know, Warrior with Tom Hardy? Mm. Yeah. Um, great film it's just brilliant mm. it's one of those films that just makes you want to like go out and just run and just I've, do, I've do some push ups I've never seen a film where the lead actor in it Tom Hardy says so little in the whole thing he barely yeah. says he doesn't, doesn't string a sentence together the whole film I think he says he, more I think he says more than Batman when he's Bane yeah. he's, he's great at that though isn't he like he's yeah. um, even in uh, Dunkirk like he doesn't say a word barely but it's just like he can't even see hardly his face, but it's just so good. Have you ever seen him in Bronson? Yeah. Oh, mate, he put on some mass for that, didn't he? Big boy, ridiculous. And I read somewhere that I read somewhere that he was doing like five thousand press ups a day to put on the mass for Bronson. <laughs> Decent <laughs> volume, Something ridiculous. Yeah. Decent volume. Um, yeah. What about you, Mark? What's yours? Oh, for me, like it's probably one that I didn't didn't think of the answers. Uh, Goodfellas. Yeah. Goodfellas, probably number one. I could just watch that over and over again. Like, yeah. It's just so good. Um, oh, man, it's hard. Cool runnings. <laughs> <laughs> just happy childhood memories uh, of watching that. And uh, I'll say, I'll, I'll say, I'm not sure. Sh- well, these are the first three that come into my head. Goodfellas, Cool Runnings and The Dark Knight. The second, the second uh, Batman trilogy with the Joker, yeah, man. class, class That's... film, but bloody tough, tough. Uh... What's your favourite Avengers film? Ooh. Iron Man One. Iron Man One. Iron Man One is good. The original. The Winter, the Winter Soldier. Mm. Strong. They, it's of all merging to one for me. I can't think, but. Or Ragnarok, is it? Yeah, that was that's the, the first, first, first lockdown. We watched the whole, all of the Marvel films in in order, and it's a hell, it's a hell of an investment. In that, in 20, <laughs> 23? 
it wasn't like one sitting. We weren't just sat there for like three days. <laughs> um, a few weeks of work, but like that, that was graft, but it was worth it when you see it just, all in order. I can just picture you there, like just stuffing your face, like looking like Thor when Thor loses, like when he loses shape and yeah. puts on a bit of tin. Yeah, that's that's what we got up to. That's what that was a lockdown did to people. Wasn't yeah, it? but the mark the um, the uh, Avengers like movies themselves, like just a combination of all the characters would be my favourite. Oh, like awesome. I think, but um, yeah, God, love a good film. Um, favourite place to travel? Let's go with. Uh, favorite place you've been and then where you'd like to go skiing in canada top of the list has to be unbelievable yeah. uh, and then good question. i'd love i'd love to go to new zealand oh yeah. my answer max shout <laughs> is it same, exactly the same for you new, new, new zealand definitely is up there um, yeah. Favorite place I've been is probably Montana. We did a like a road trip across America, and, like driving through Montana, just endless, endless roads, just sweeping through. It was amazing. Bison everywhere. It's class. That's awesome. Yeah. For me, uh, Rio was quite cool when I went there. For um, when was it? New Year's Eve. That was one of my, my favorite place. But what was the question? Where would I like to go? Is it? Yeah, where, where's your favourite place, Rio? So I've got the, got the image of you at the carnival, dressed yeah. up. Yeah. Um, I'd like to go to Texas. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a good shout. That's a good shout. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable place, apparently. Yeah. Um, I think, was it Jody and Ben went there? They said it was like the friendliest place like, yeah. ever. It's just insane. And like, house prices are like insane. You get like a five-bedroom like mm. mansion with an acre of land for like you'd get a flat in Birmingham or something yeah it's crazy it's a bit different crazy. to those Sutton Coalfield prices Jackie yeah that's it <laughs> <laughs> um favourite MSC member this tough one problems here isn't it it's going to cause nah, it's friendly it's friendly like just do who pops into your head and why there's, there's, there's a lot Being Ian Snape handy to have around Always good laugh. Um, For me, it's the big Doug. Doug Doug's Lawrence. a good shout. He's in America now, isn't he? Mate, he's everywhere. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> he's everywhere. I'd say... Uh, I like Big Al, because he's just business, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Al's a dying breed, isn't he? He's like, just he's not a playing man. around. He just turns up, does the work, and then gets on with his day. Love it. What yeah. Goes goes off to save lives. Yeah. Comes back the next morning, invests in a bit of property. Smart man. He's uh, fingers in all the pies. A, yeah, he's as honest as the days long. Big yeah. Al. No, no, <laughs> there's no pretense with him. Yeah, it's what it is. That's it. Fantastic. All right. The last question I can't ask because it caused caused some shit last time. Um, is uh, favourite MSC member of staff? <laughs> it's Dan, Dan, Dan horrible. Cheng. It's a hor- Dan Cheng. That's Dan a good Cheng, answer. Chengers. Cheng. He's saying Chengers. Chengers. Why? Uh, lid. Oh, Best lid in. Great voice as well. Great singing voice. Yeah. 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 
Shangy, God bless him. God bless him. I miss his, miss his, uh, his voice. The lovely, lovely singer. He's our Dan. What about you, Jackie? It's got a bit of Mark Colton, I think. Oh, mate, stop it. General. Stop it. You don't mean it. <laughs> but why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's not, he's not going to answer. Okay. Um, <laughs> All right, guys. I think uh, there's 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 our uh, there's our fifteen uh, fifteen <laughs> questions. Um, we hope you uh, hope you enjoyed it, um, and uh, hope you guys enjoyed answering the questions as well. Anything? Uh, fun. Anything? Anything to add? I think we covered a good a good array of semi serious and absolutely not serious content there. It's better. It's good fun. It's good fun. Doesn't always have to be serious, does it? No. So uh, fantastic. Well, uh, yeah, thank you very much to our, our viewers. Hope you've enjoyed these last two podcasts. As I say, like little, little less, uh, little less serious. Get to know the coaches. Um, you know, a little bit behind our behind our characters. Not all serious kind of S and C stuff. Um, so uh, hopefully that's been a good good insight. Um, along with our YouTube channel, we are now live on Spotify. Is that correct, Ben? I think we're live yeah, now, aren't we? Yeah, we're just uploading all yeah. the uh, previous episodes now. Fantastic. Wow. So all our episodes now are on Spotify because um, as great as YouTube is, I know it's a little bit easier sometimes to to, uh, to stream off Spotify. So check out our Spotify channel. Um, what do people have to search? Just MSC Performance. Just MSC, Performance. MSC Performance Podcast. Yeah. MSC Performance Podcast. And you can listen yeah. to all our podcasts uh, thus far obviously we're in a nice routine and habit now of doing them weekly so we will uh, release this one shortly and see you next week yes. thanks for listening and thanks for joining guys no worries over and out <laughs>